What's up and welcome back to the Something's Brewing podcast episode 20, the Daniel Paye episode. Danny Paye. Um, Danny Paye, part of the low line, one of the greats. You know what we should do? What? Let's let's spend some time talking about Xander Bogarts. Xander Bogarts? No, I'm just kidding. <sighs> I don't it know. did ruin it ruined my week though. I only said that because I noticed you're wearing a Red Sox hat. I mean, it, I mean, if that's the reaction from Bogarts not resigning, imagine pasta. That's all I gotta say oh, about that. My God. You know, it, at least though, Bogarts can say that um, his team wasn't putting a good product on the field. Can't say the same thing about pasta. I mean, the Bruins are the hottest team in the in the league right now. Some would say the best. I think some would. <laughs> but, <laughs> Um, yeah, welcome back to the show. This is episode 20. Um, as always, brought to you um, in partnership with the Black and Gold Productions LLC. You can follow them on Twitter at BNG Productions. Um, you can follow myself on Twitter at underscore Mike Sullivan. And you can follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Melanson underscore. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, we're going to recap a couple games. The Avs game, the Arizona game, and the Vegas game. Tonight, the Bruins are playing the Islanders back at the Garden. So uh, they got a nice little five-game home stretch coming up, I believe. Um, so see if they can continue their dominance at TD Garden. But before we jump into that, Mel, how was your week? What have you been up to? My week was good. I was up to nothing. That's about it. <laughs> sounds, sounds exciting. <laughs> Same as always. I've been hanging out with Beansy. My fish, nice. as everybody nice. knows, had myself <laughs> had myself a quiet weekend. I'm currently trying to plan uh, the, my the first snowboarding trip of my life. As Ooh. we've now spent the last couple of episodes talking about my uh, snowboarding escapades, all the extracurricular stuff that goes on with buying snowboarding stuff that has <laughs> led me down this road of financial question marks everywhere as China bleeds my bank account dry, but we're doing well. Um, I think my roommates from college and I would like to go snowboarding in Vermont. We're thinking of maybe getting an Airbnb. I don't know good snowboarding spots around here. So if anybody does, I know we have plenty in New England, especially Massachusetts, but my snowboarding experience is going to Waterville Valley when I was like 12 years old for a hockey tournament. And I was one of the only people who didn't hit the slopes at the time. Cause I didn't know how to ski or snowboard, but um, my roommates are from South of here. They're from Connecticut. And I know there's places in Connecticut to go, but like, come on, like we're in new England. We got mountains in New Hampshire, Vermont. Let's go around here. So if anybody has any suggestions as, as to where a beginner like myself could go snowboarding, please send me a DM because I'm down to try anything. Um, but that was basically for... my, are you looking for the bunny slopes? Like the nice little oh, man. Well, easy, the... easy going ones or no? That's a problem. Like if if you know me, I'm supremely confident in my abilities to to a fault. And when I know that I'm not good at something, I get even more confident. It's it's quite <laughs> it's like it's quite the debacle. Um there's a phrase for that. What is that? It's like a uh I don't know, I'm sure somebody will correct me. But like I've never been snowboarding in my life, but I'm like so confident that I can do it. I'm like, dude, send me to Everest. I don't know. I'll, <laughs> yeah, that... I'll drop in anywhere. Um, but my roommate, he in Connecticut, he lives near this place called I think it's called Mohawk, Mohawk Mountain, Mohawk. I don't know, Mohawk something. 
And I went there like a month and a half ago. Obviously, there was no snow on the ground, but like, I don't know. Like, it looked like I could ride a bike down it. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, when I think of snowboarding, I think of like going, hitting the freaking mountains where I'm scraping the sky, where I'm, you know, snow's falling and there's bears chasing it. Like, that's where I want to go. And I know I probably don't have the, the ability to carve down a mountain like that, but I'm sure it's all going to try. So I would like to go to a place like that. But if anybody has any recommendations, of where to snowboard, of where to ski, my roommates ski, um, of where we can go in New England. Because I know there's plenty of places. I just don't know which one's best. Like, I know, I think it's uh, Killington. Yes. It's, like it's like 130 bucks for a day pass. I'm not made of money. Like, come on. I can't, can I, does anybody know a back entrance where I can hop a fence and <laughs> sneak on? I'm not paying 130 bucks if I don't even know if I can do it. Like, that's ridiculous. Well, I do happen to know of a house in Killington that, we may be able to stay at potentially whose house someone in my family uh, potentially potentially he 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 does airbnb it so it would depend on that obviously but is it is it zach work no no they were off to a good start no. <laughs> Dude, i would be um, wait 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 do you know how to ski or snowboard not a chance then we can go and we can learn together. How about that? I, <laughs> I can go. teach you. I've never done it, but I can teach you what I can... what I don't know. Listen, I used to play um, hey. the, the Sean White Leo game for the PS2, so I know a thing or two about a thing or two. Yeah, so I can you know teach those, you how to those uh, arcade games when you jumped on, and like when you went to the big arcade, you could yeah. jump on the snowboard. You yeah. know, yeah. I, had, I had Tony Hawk ride for the Wii. with the, It came with a skateboard that you would kind of stand on and swivel around. And if, I mean, I know you're stationary and you're just sliding around the carpet, but if I can do that, I can do anything. Yeah. So anything I guess with that possible. being said, let me ask you, how was your last week and how was your weekend? I know you've been working a lot. How's that been? Oh my goodness. Yeah, we we're we're we I'm at the peak right now talking about skiing and snowboarding. I'm at the peak of the mountain right now, busy season. <laughs> <laughs> um start we we go into work at six AM. I'm there until about four thirty, five o'clock every day, sometimes six. Um and it's been this way for about a month now. So we're we're really at the peak right now. Um, I feel like a real life Santa Claus bringing packages door to door. Um, <laughs> but it's not bad. Outside of that, though, uh, went to Tower Hill Botanical Garden, and I think it's Boylston last night. So that was a good time. That was fun. Um, and outside of that, no other extracurriculars. Just really been been working, grinding, and um, trying to rest as much as I can. You know what we should do? We should skate somewhere. I just don't know where. We, You and I have been talking for, well, I mean, you, I, and the collection of seniors that we graduated high school with, well, that I graduated high school with, you were the grade above me. But we've always talked about starting a men's league team. And, like, come on. Like, this has to be the year. We've talked about it since we were 18 years old about starting a, a men's league team. And here we are now entering our mid-20s, and we still have not started a league even the kids who are young like the kids who were freshmen when i was a senior have started men's league teams like what are we doing you know like let's go yeah. somewhere and even even about that let's go skating on a pond yes I want, well i just want to skate it's starting to get cold so yeah well that was freeze up pretty soon that was always my problem that uh like when i was in college i would come home for winter break like the this usually like the second weekend of December and I would stay through the third weekend of January, but it wouldn't get cold enough to skate. So like I would come home all ready to skate. You and I worked at the rink down the street from my house. So I would go down there. I would sharp my skates for free. And then yeah. I would just wait 
for it to be cold but like of course we live in new england so like even if it was 20 something degrees one day the yesterday was 75 and tomorrow is going to be 103 so like the ice just <laughs> never never freezes and it never settles there was nowhere to skate so now that i'm home full-time i'm not in college anymore i'm i'm really excited for the snow to free i mean for the ice to freeze and for us to start skating because when we were in high school i think when i was this maybe when i was a senior maybe the first year i came back it might have been the first year i came back from college it was so cold that entire winter. I mean, we could have skated every single day. And I got myself one of those head sock things, whatever the hell they're called. You know, like yeah. the like the underwear <laughs> thing, and you can only see the eyes. I got one of those yeah. specifically, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. specifically for pond hockey. Never worn it. I've only worn it snowblowing because it doesn't get cold enough, and I couldn't skate anywhere. So I'm very excited to be home full time so you and I can go skating somewhere sometime. Yeah, we'll have to hit up Holtz Grove, the Ooh, old, uh, the old, old stopping grounds. Yeah, the, uh, the old, uh, the old BG dive in the water for the TV prod. Vid spot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, but um, let's jump into some of these games. So, the Bruins, we will we'll cover the Avs and the the Avs Arizona the Vegas game. Um, beat the Avs four nothing. Allmark with a twenty three save shutout, and yeah, the Avs are a little banged up. Um. Pasta had a goal, his 18th of the season. Hall had two, uh, total to 11. And then Freddie, again, the man who's on fire, had another goal. That's his sixth of the year. Um, plenty of drama in that game, too, with the whole McAvoy and Lekkonen thing. Not really drama, just Avs fans just whining and bitching on the on Twitter and, and the internet about about McAvoy sumo slamming Lekkonen into the ice. Let me ask you something, because I I missed this game. Was yeah. there any sort of retaliation at all no, towards? No, that's what I figured, and that's no. what we that's what we said last episode, yeah. is that like the the media and fans from Colorado, fans especially, were making a spectacle out of it, rightfully so, because you get these emotional attachments to your players, to your favorite team. Like if somebody body slammed um, Connor Clifton. Quinnipiac boy, like I would be I would I would get in my car and drive to the garden. Like that's how mad I would be. <laughs> and like it was interesting because I know we were talking about wondering if this was going to translate to the locker room of Colorado. And like if you've played hockey, you know that this happens all the time and it shouldn't. So I'm I'm happy to hear that Lekin or that Colorado didn't go out of their way to try to settle the score on what was simply a hockey play. Yeah, and I mean like we said last episode too, Lekkonen knows what he's doing. He's going into, he's literally crashing the crease. He's behind Allmark. Obviously, McAvoy's going to try to, his best to clear him out. And it sucks that he got hurt. You never want him to get hurt. But McAvoy did his job. Lekkonen did his job. And the outcome was unfortunately an injury. But you take that risk going in. And Avs fans were losing their minds. And it was the most insane thing I saw. But you you know for a fact inside that locker room in Colorado that it, it's a hockey play. It happened. I've I've never seen a team that has like won two what two Stanley Cups in their team's existence be so overconfident about everything. Like like color like I understand Colorado it, when they're healthy. Uh, like keep, like keep in mind they're a very banged up team. Yeah, they're very banged up. Uh, Colorado is an absolute wagon. Like mm -hmm. if they were healthy, they very well could have a a record reflective of what Boston has in the Western Conference this year. Yeah. And I've just, I've like, you just won the Stanley Cup. Like, I've never seen a group of fans like more, I guess, whiny about like everything. So whiny. Like, get over it. Like, you, like, you got a banner in the rafters. You're the defending Stanley Cup champions. Like, yeah, you got, you got a target on your back. Everybody's coming for you. We get it. You have injuries. We understand. But like, shut up. 
Like, yeah, like, just sh- shut up. Like, stop complaining. <laughs> like, and like they've been like they won in what, like ninety six, <laughs> like two thousand. What year did they they won in the? What, I think it was two thousand. Whenever Ray Bork, we traded Ray yeah, Bork. They to won in in the late twentieth century with Ray Bork, and then they just they like they sucked. They yeah. sucked for the majority of the twenty first century. They had some good years there with Paul Korea. They had some good years there with uh, when Patrick Raw Waugh was their coach. I don't know, a handful of years ago, but like everything outside of those two, like little like nuclei of years, they've like, they've sucked. Yeah. And like, th- like that's hockey. It happens. You get it. But like you won your Stanley cup happy for you, but shut up. Just like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so, like, like, like these are the big dogs. Like the Bruins have been here, you know, well, they got six, six, seven cups now. Uh, you know, we've been a, a They've been, you know, vying. We've been, for a, we, we've been a contender for a decade plus. That's what I'm saying. They've been vying yeah. for the president's trophy, you know, every single freaking year, just about. Um, I mean, like, like Nashville, like Nashville was a came out of nowhere. Has was a good team there for like four or five years. I mean, they're not annoying. Like, I mean, they're kind of annoying, but they're not as annoying as Colorado. I don't know. They yeah. just really, especially on like Twitter, like they just really rub me the wrong way. It's, it it's is, like, oh, it's, like. Like you're you're speaking to the to a fan of the defending Stanley <laughs> Cup champion. Like, <laughs> like, shut up! It's like you're speaking to a maple. They're, they're the Maple Leafs of the West. I can't yeah, stand Avalanche it's, fans. It's and I didn't expect them to be like that either. And it wasn't just like one guy. Like, I, like there were a couple different accounts on Twitter just kind of going at me for it. And I'm like, I, there was one guy specifically who would just not let it go. And I ended up muting him because it was it was every two minutes he'd have a new reply. To his own reply because yeah. I wasn't answering him. It was brutal. I saw on Twitter um, somebody, uh, a Colorado Avalanche fan, like took time out of his day to sit down and type out all four lines that the Avalanche roll in all three defensive pairings as well as their two goalies and then put like little emojis over everybody who's hurt. We get it. You, It's part of yeah. all. We, like we understand you have injuries. It's a Guess long what? season. We went through it in the beginning of the year. Nobody (laughs) complained. It's just like, oh my, like, it's, you know, I understand when you play a team from the opposite conference, you want to win those games because you only play them twice. But in the grand scheme of things, you only play them twice. And you don't, like, you're not battling for them for a position, like, for a spot in the playoff race. Like, you're not, it's not like, oh, we got to catch the Bruins in the standings. No, you know, you, you get to watch from afar as they beat the shit out of the Eastern Conference. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't apply to you. So, I don't know. It's just it, it. I didn't know Avalanche fans were like that, and it really kind of hit, um, hit its peak following the first game. Like what was that? A week ago, a week and a half ago, with the whole McAvoy thing. And again, I didn't watch the game against Colorado the other day, so I wasn't sure. I know the Bruins beat the shit out of them again, yeah. but <laughs> saw the reaction on Twitter, and I saw you going back and forth with a couple Avalanche fans, and I was like, dude, give it up! Like, yeah. oh my god, you're, you're not you're not in the league, you're not on the team, like. Yeah. Relax. Like, Jesus. Take, take it easy. Just take it yeah. easy. Hey, oh Colorado. Have a, have a drink. Come on. Yeah, Colorado. You have you guys legalized weed. Go smoke something. Relax. <laughs> you know, Relax. They, they're they're taking out all the Russell Wilson frustration on the Colorado Avalanche right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they literally are. But outside of that game, um, we they followed that game up with a loss to Arizona at Mullet Arena. Um, they lost four to three with 13 seconds left. And this will be a big talking point later. But Pasta had another goal, his 19th of the year. Coyle had his seventh of the year. And then Felino had his fifth. Um, Swayman let in four goals on 16 shots. 
his second start in a row where he let in the first goal. Not what you want to see. Um, well, wasn't it the first shot of the game or something? Yeah, first shot of the game. Yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous. He let that in, and that's two starts in a row for him. Um, but yeah, first trip for the Bruins to uh, Mullet Arena. There was a giant brawl in the stands. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did. Did you did, did, you, did you hear that somebody got part of their finger bit off? Yeah, the tip of their finger got bit off. Oh my god! <laughs> what are we doing? What and. And like to think this wasn't, I know they're in a college arena, but I would have expected that to happen at a college game, not an NHL yeah. game. I mean, that's, yeah. there's only, I mean, and, and even, you know, you, you bite their fingertip. Now, what do you do? There's only yeah. 5,000 people in there. You can't hide. Like everybody can see you. Like <laughs> there's, I don't, there's literally only one level to that rink. You're yeah. Not anywhere. This was a game that I was, I mean, I know everything that came out of it with the whole icing thing, but this was a game I was really surprised that they dropped. Yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. What do you think? Do you think that was an icing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not yeah. going to whine about it. I'm not going to whine about it and yeah. complain about it. I mean, I, I, so when I saw it happen, I was like that. Well, if you look at the, first of all, as an NHL ref, right? That's your job. That's how, that's how your kids go to school. That's how you put food on your table. Like your retirement plan, your 401k, everything. You're an NHL ref. So you got to be good at your job. Why the hell is he standing on the other side of the net? Like, he waved it off and called it no icing. I'm assuming it's because he thought that maybe Swayman... It looked like it was really close to Swayman. Swayman didn't touch it. We know that. I know. But it looked like he might have thought that he touched it, and he waved it off. Well, if you were, if you were like, six feet to the other... Like, if you were on the other side of the net, you would have had a great view. Now, I know a lot of people online were saying that it was called an icing because the puck went through the crease. And in the NHL... That's a rule that if the puck goes through the crease, it's it it negates the icing. Well, guess what? That's 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 not true. That's that's bullshit. I, I mean, I as well as a lot of other people on Twitter, it's very easy to to fact check these things. All you got to do is you got to search, search NHL official rules on Google, and the whole PDF comes up of the presentation that the NHL puts on for all the referees every single year. And if you go down to the icing part, where it, there's like two and a half pages of what is and isn't an icing. Not once does it ever mention anything at all about the puck going through the crease. So if if your reason for why that goal was called, sorry, the icing was called off, was because the puck went through the crease. It's not an NHL rule. I don't know if it's a college or, or a USA hockey rule. I mean, it could be, but it's not an NHL rule. Um, but it, whatever happened, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, Forgive me, I don't know who the defenseman was, but he was the one who picked up the puck. He was the one who coughed it up, and that's the reason why Arizona scored. I don't, you know, you can you can be mad at the ref all you want for not calling that an icing for making a bad call, which he did make a bad call. But I think that the frustration of the fans should be more on it's two people on the Bruins next to your goalie with the puck, and you managed to lose it and give up a game-winning goal. With 13 seconds left, I think that the frustration is at the wrong person, and instead, it could like, how can you let that happen? You know, I think there was partially an explanation from the ref at one point that he thought Forbert let up on the play, so he thought Forbert was capable of getting the puck before it crossed the line, making it an icing. So I think partially that was the reason. I forget where I saw that, and I wish I, I wish I knew, and I wish I saved it. But I think that was one of the reasons that he gave is that he thought Forbert kind of just stopped skating 
and hope for an icing. So he waved it off. But I did see the crease thing, which is true. It's not a rule. So <laughs> wipe that off. Yeah. Um, but regardless, though, you it, it doesn't matter. Like it, that's an Arizona team that you should have pummeled. Yeah, and it's it's it. That's been one of the weirder games this season because you just saw them. They 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 beat the Avs. They beat Vegas. They beat Carolina. They beat Tampa. And then I, I'm I'm sure going into Mullet Arena had a little bit to do with it too. A weird little atmosphere down there. The Arizona team is used to it at this point. It's our first trip down there. Um, I'm so curious to know what that atmosphere is like in person too. Like it, it must be it, like it must be so cool, but like it must so be crazy. Weird. It's yeah. gotta be crazy if it's making people chomp fingers off. I mean, yeah, I don't. Well, but to your point, I mean, this is a game that the Bruins outshot the Arizona Coyotes by thirty. The Coyotes had sixteen shots as a team, and the Bruins outshot them by thirty. Yeah, and they lost four to three. They but, lost. Uh, <laughs> they lost. They lost four to three. But that's a good point you made about you know about the ref thinking that that Forbert. Uh, pulled up because that, that that is true it's it's and those kind of rules are entirely up to the interpretation of the referee yeah. total a, judgment call a goal now a goalie can let that go a goalie yeah. can stay in its crease and let the puck go that's an icing every single time but if if the ref deems or if if the ref um assumes looking at the play that that the player could make a play on the puck and decided not to. And it could be like the puck's going right by his stick, and maybe he just pulls his stick back. So instead of, of him stopping the puck, it sails all the way down the ice. Or it could be, oh yeah, this guy, you know, is is he's he's fastest player in the league, and he clearly could have caught up to that puck, but he slowed down and let it go. If it's anything like that, they wave the icing off, which it sounds like after what you just said, that could have been how the referee interpreted that. But either way, was that Forbert behind the net? Was he the one who coughed the puck up? I believe it was Forbert and Clifton. I either think those way, were the two defensemen on the ice when that happened. Either way, I mean, it, I can understand if you're upset at the ref for making a call like that. But guess what? Bad calls happen all the time. I'm sure if yeah. you wanted to, if you wanted to watch that game back and nitpick, and I'm sure you can find calls that went the Bruins' way. I'm sure you can find calls or missed calls that went Arizona's way. That's hockey. That's sports. It happens. And if you're gonna, you know, cough the puck up like that behind the net, regardless if it should have been an icing or not, I mean, that's why Arizona scored. They didn't score the puck because because the refs missed the call. They scored the puck because the refs missed the call, but then more importantly, they got the puck back because the Bruins coughed it up and they scored with 13 seconds left. Exactly. So like, and and I think that's what should be taken away from this game, not, you know, the refs suck. It should be like, eh, the refs made a mistake, but at the same time, you handed them the game. Yeah, you're at the same time, you're, you're still responsible for finishing the play. Even if that's not an icing, you should still be ready and probably not just throw the puck right up the slot. It's, a yeah. guy. it's probably yeah. not a good idea. Um, now I know we're probably going to talk about this later, but if we are, I think we could probably move it up to now because we're talking about the Arizona game. I want to hear your thoughts on Jeremy Swayman because I've been seeing so many, so, so, so many just ridiculous claims on twitter trade the man okay. they're saying let him let him go i want to hear what you think first of all i have the amount of times i saw replies to my tweets or just people on twitter saying trade swayman get something for him now or send him down to the ahl what are you talking about what are you he's had a bad start to the season it does does a um, I'm not sure exactly how many games he's played. It's probably up around maybe eight, eight or nine. You're really going to throw this guy away after eight or nine bad starts, however many it is. 
he's he's a young goalie. He's going to go through rough patches. Linus Linus Allmark is your number one guy right now by far. It's not even a question. It's I wouldn't even consider it a one A one B situation right now. It's a it's a starter backup situation, and rightfully so. You give this give Swayman time. He'll figure it out. He'll he'll get back to his game and where he's at. Um, don't do the whole Tuca thing to to Swayman. Don't run this guy out of town and badmouth him just because he's had a couple of bad games. It's going to happen. Like I I don't understand why people are so reactionary. Let this man figure it out. Yeah, it's 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 a bit much. He's 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 not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. He's not going to Providence. He's definitely not going to Providence. And you don't want to trade him either. He's not. And and the funny part is these people who are, you know, clamoring to trade Jeremy Swayman are the same people who are saying that he should have won the Calder last year. Like, yeah. you can't, you can't <laughs> yeah. pick and choose. The guy just turned 24, 24 years old two weeks ago. He's your goalie of the future. I don't understand. I'm glad you mentioned Tuka Rask because this damn city, like this fan base is just like they don't like they I've come to the conclusion and it makes life as a Bruins fan, as a rational Bruins fan, a lot easier when you realize that like, man, our fan base doesn't know shit about goalies. And it's fine. Like, it's fine. It makes it a lot easier. We had Tim Thomas here and then they just expected every single goalie to ever wear the black and gold. So just beat Tim Thomas. And yeah. like, that's the thing. Like, we could never see a Tim Thomas again. Like, the 2011 stretch they had to the Stanley Cup was, I think we already went through this, was like among the highest save percentage and goals against average in a single playoff run in NHL history. And they went from him to Tuka Rask, who every single other fan base in the entire NHL Entire, you can include the rest of the world, whatever whatever group of people watches the NHL. Every single person unanimously has him, if not a first ballot Hall of Famer, a second ballot Hall of Famer. He has every accolade a goalie could ever have. He's got a cup. He's got a Vesna. He's got records. He has everything. And this fan base was so unappreciative of everything he did for the Bruins. It's insane. And now we have Jeremy Swayman, a guy who was a fourth-round pick, I'm sure when he was drafted, nobody even knew who the hell he was unless you're like a rabid NCAA hockey fan. Yeah, unless you're a huge UMaine fan. <laughs> he came out of no yeah, he came out of nowhere. And last year, he's being talked among the leagues of if you want to start a team. Um, I saw a graphic literally two weeks ago. It said you can pick one of these players under the age of 25 to start a yeah, team. Who yeah. do you want? It was three skaters, and who was the one goalie on the list? Yeah, Swayman. Jeremy freaking Swayman. Like, I don't get it. He's played nine games this year, 2.8 goals against average, 887 save percentage. I get it. It's not good. But guess what? The Bruins are 24 and 1. Yeah. If Jeremy Swayman wants to struggle for a 10 game stretch, he can do it when his other goalie is the best goalie I've ever seen in my life. Like if Linus Omar <laughs> wants to play out of his absolute mind and stop every single shot that wants to come his way, this is a perfect time because Jeremy Swayman isn't playing well. Like that's it's so frustrating. Trade him like uh, Brandon Carlos struggles, trade him. David Posternock might not resign, trade him. Like Jeremy Swayman, your goalie of their future, 24 years old, team friendly contract, was a finalist last year for the Calder, whatever the hell he was. He struggles for nine games. Trade him. I like Oh my there's, god. There's no oh patience. Oh my god. 
there's absolutely none. none. And this there's is the zero. exact time when you can afford to have patience. Yes. Because you don't you don't need Jeremy Swayman to go out there and turn into Tim Thomas. You don't need him to be uh, Carey Price, to be whoever he is. Like he's it's okay if he is growing pains. It's his second year. Yeah. As a full-time yeah. NHL starter. His second year. He was 23 years old 3 weeks ago. Like it's okay. <laughs> There's going to be growing pains. Not every goalie is going to be Vesna caliber. Not every goalie is going to be stealing you games night in and night out. And you especially can't expect a 24-year-old goalie to go in there and to do what Bruins goalies from the last 15 years here have done. He's not Tuka Rask right now. He's not Tim Thomas right now. Maybe someday he can be that guy, but he doesn't have to be right now. So if he's going through growing pains, if he's going to struggle, this is a perfect time to do it because the Bruins are 24-1. and they got a five-game home stretch coming up, and his running mate, Linus Olmark, is the favorite to win the Vesna. So don't yeah. trade Swayman. You're absolutely crazy if you think the Bruins will. You're, you're crazy, and you're being irrational. Like, it, not absolutely. everybody's perfect. Yeah, and let I'm, him figure it out. That's literally all it is. And I'm glad that we're talking about Jeremy Swayman right now because this is an excellent, excellent time to plug this. Yeah. One of the things that we're incorporating into our show, right? Because we love hearing from you guys so much, is we have started a voicemail call line. Oh, so yeah. you guys are free to call in whenever you want, leave a voicemail, ask a question. But here's the thing. It's very, very likely that we have no idea what you what you said until we actually play it live and we're recording. <laughs> so, friend of the show, he sends in DMs all the time. He's the reigning DM of the month, Ethan Moriarty. If you know anything about him, if you follow him on Twitter, he's a goalie. He's very passionate about his goalie fandom. I was talking to him today. He mentioned, um, he said, I'm also freelancing my goalie knowledge, FYI, to shut down the Swayman deniers, put an end to that bullshit. He's very passionate about Jeremy Swayman, understandably so. So I told him, you know what? We were going to announce that we have a voicemail line live on show. But because I want to hear what you have to say, I'll give you the number right now. And we'll, we'll play your voicemail live on the show. So Ethan called in. He left us a voicemail pertaining to Jeremy Swayman. And this is what he had to say. Moriarty, a uh, long-time caller, first-time listener. Uh, just wanted to uh, give you uh, some goalie analysis real quick uh, because I'm seeing a lot of defamatory comments on my boy Jeremy Swayman. Uh, you know, a lot of people have no idea what goes through a goalie's head. I mean, I've been a goalie for many years, and uh, I've coached goalies in the past. And let me tell you one thing. Mentality is obviously everything. But you know, he's, he's looking good, you know, she's looking good. I mean, I would say that if there's any area of this game I could critique, it would be rebound control. That's something that I would say realistically has been the, the weakest part of this game. Um, but beyond that, I think uh, a key thing that came out of the Arizona game, people are like, oh, you should have covered the puck and stuff like that. If you're in the net in that position, you know, puck's coming down, you got seconds left in the period or whatever the amount of time was left. It's looking like an icing. Why would you ever touch the puck and get a face off in your zone? That is absolutely asinine. It didn't look like that puck was going to come near the crease. And even so, it doesn't matter if it goes through the blue paint. That's not how icing works anymore. It's if the goalie touches it or not. So whatever. Now, here's the deal. 
get him in some more games to get his confidence and his mentality back and make sure the boys are playing well in front of him because honestly I would say a lot of the goals that he's given up weren't his fault and I can go break down goal by goal in terms of uh, what actually is going on and it's actually a surprising little amount of those goals that weren't his fault and if we go back to a couple games before that I mean he was locking down the door for uh, against Tampa and a couple other, you know, key components. Vegas, too. I mean, he shut the door there, and, I mean, it had to come down to a shootout. But if you really think about it, he's really not, uh, you know, it's uh, a long season, and you're going to have ups and downs. And, yes, of course, Olmark is getting the uh, the majority of starts right now. And a lot of goalies, they just need game time in order to uh, try to find that rhythm, as you say, because you can't simulate it in practice, and this is speaking as a goalie. So, uh, anyway, I just wanted to uh, send my boy Jeremy Swayman on the air, and um, if you ever need a hot goalie tip, hit your boy up, Ethan, and um, I can do some fat breakdowns of uh, goalies. And in terms of Lenas, he's a goat mark for now, and um, you know he's looking super square to the puck, uh, active hands, great uh, rebound following. His eyes are looking fantastic in terms of tracking. So um, you know he's the obvious number one for right now, but let's not all uh, throw our arms up at my boy's way. So, uh, thanks, boys. Dude, there you, you have it. Stuck out to me the most. What? He said he the he said exactly what I was thinking. The whole thing, honestly. But the thing that stuck out the most is starting him more games, play him more games, get him in the net, get him into his groove, and let him get to where we know he can be. Because if he keeps if he keeps playing once every maybe four or five games, he's going to be stuck in this. And it's yeah, going to, it's going to get in his head. Let him play it out. Let him ride this out. We have a record right now where we're where we're able to allow that to happen. If he drops two three games, so be it. Guess what? Oh no! Now we're twenty seven and one. Oh God! What are we gonna do? What are yeah. we ever gonna do? Yeah. It's, let him yeah. figure it out. He's gonna do it. He's fine. Yeah, that and by the way, because I forgot to plug his at his that's Ethan Moriarty. His at is at E Moriarty WX, resident goalie. Uh, he's the unofficial. You know what? We have the unofficial mascot of the podcast, and Lauren. We now have the unofficial goalie of the mascot, and Ethan. Oh yeah. And I've I've known Ethan for a while now. We went to college together, and like this kid is all about goalies. He lives the goalie, eats, sleeps, and breathes the goalie lifestyle. We would just be hanging out and. A friend's living room and suddenly Ethan's doing splits because he can because he's a goalie like he loves goalies and he made a lot of good points um and if Ethan is this uh if Ethan has Jeremy Swayman's back damn it I have Jeremy Swayman's back and I'm also yeah. glad he pointed out that a lot of the goals in Jeremy Swayman weren't his fault because Really, a lot of them weren't. I thought that some of them, and like, I'm not going to go back and nitpick every single goal that Jeremy Layman, Jeremy Layman, oh my God, Jeremy Swayman <laughs> has let in this year, because um, some of them have been have been soft. But at the same time, a lot of them weren't his fault. Like that goal the other night, again against Arizona, to make it the to the the game winning goal for Arizona. You can't put that on Jeremy Swayman. No, I mean, come on. No. And and it makes me wonder. Um, do you think the team plays differently in front of Jeremy Swayman than they do in front of Linus Olmark? Because, like, I, I mean, when you have Allmark back there, obviously you know you got a brick wall between that, yeah. um, between the pipes. But, um, you know, no, I don't know. It seems like when Jeremy Swayman's out there, it seems like there, there's just a lot more um, 
I guess chances right in front of the net. There's yeah. a lot more odd man rushes. I feel like I don't know, like maybe uh, maybe the team's selling them out the dry more. And I'm, I mean, it's not an intentional thing. I understand that games happen, but it just seems like when I watch Jeremy Swayman play compared to when I see Linus Omar play, like like my dad and I when we watch games together because you know I've been a defensive my whole life, and every time the other team gives up the goal, my dad always says, "Whose fault was that?" And I'll be like, oh, you know, like the center, you know, the center's in the corner. He's got to be in front of the net. Oh, the defense wasn't on the back post. The winger lost the his mark, whoever it is. And it just seems like a lot of the times when Jeremy Swimming gives up a goal, it's like, oh, well, you know, he probably could have saved that. But you know, at the same time, you got three guys in the corner and nobody's in front of the net. Like, yeah. it feels like that happens a lot more when Jeremy Swimming's playing than when Lena Somark is. And I'm not here to make excuses. I'm not going to make excuses for Jeremy Swimming because he does need to play better. But, um, I don't know. I think it's just something that I've noticed. But, you know, moving forward, I have full confidence in Jeremy Swayman as a goalie of this team. I know that they do have um, some layups coming up here. I mean, they play Columbus on the 17th at home. That yeah, could that be a, should, that should that be a Swayman game. game. That could be a Swayman Yep. Um, I don't know. Then they, I mean, they play New Jersey twice. You're going to see Omar in both those games. Maybe Buffalo on New Year's Eve. Ottawa. The year at home. Oh yeah, Ottawa on the road. You can see. So he's gonna he's gonna you know play some some game some uh, get some starts and some very winnable games. But um, was Swayman the goalie um, last time they played Ottawa when he, yes. they? Yeah. So that could be a good revenge game for Swayman, and yes. it's also on the road. And 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 part of it that doesn't worry me but part of the reason that it frustrates me again to be part of uh bruins fandom that that doesn't appreciate our goalies is like damn it jeremy swain is going to get booed at home i wouldn't be surprised if he heard some boo birds or whatever it could be just because people are idiots and i'm not i'm not saying that the whole crowd is going to be you know chanting you suck you suck but there's going to be probably a couple people in the stands probably people who are on twitter asking for the bruins to trade jeremy swayman that are going to be making it known that he hasn't played as well so um, and I know, you know, some goalies are built different and they can handle that, but like some goalies can't, like, I know myself, if I'm, you know, standing in the TD garden and I got people over my shoulders booing me while I'm by myself in that, like that would kind of get to me. So, you know, I look at the schedule Columbus at home. I think that's a good chance for Swayman to get back on track, but, um, having that game against Ottawa on the road could secretly be a blessing for Swayman. You know, yeah. we'll have to see. I do think too, um, I think they do play a little bit different in front of Allmark than Swayman. I think when they're in front of Swayman, they play with less confidence. I mean, who? When you? How can you not play with less confidence when you? When Allmark is in net, you literally have a top three, maybe top two goalie at the moment in the league, who is stopping everything that's thrown at him. Um, so just naturally, you're gonna play a little bit more loose and and be more likely to take chances. And we've seen with this offense, when they take chances, it usually pays off for them. But when, when they do have Swayman in the back, they tend to be a little bit more conservative with um, their play. And they tend to hold on to the puck a little bit longer than usual. And it, it just doesn't, the offense doesn't really flow as much, but yeah, that'll change. You know, Swayman's going to find it. It'll change and it's going to be fine. Yeah. And, and I'm interested to see how they're, uh, you know, there, I mean, in, in Swayman and Olmark's relationship in terms of being 1A and 1B progresses throughout the season. Because last year they had, what, like an even split? I think it was like 39-39 with the 
I'm, I'm not good at math, but with the the four yeah. games or whatever that Tuka Rask started, oh, I don't know. True, but true, true, they true. had a, they had a they <laughs> they had a pretty even split, and and this year it's becoming increasingly obvious with every game that that's not going to be the case. They're not going to split games, and rightfully so. I mean, you're going to start Olmark more games than you're going to start Swayman, large in part because Olmark is looking like the best goalie in the league, and Swayman's looking like he's not. Um, and I think it's as easy as that. And for my sake, I know because I've been in positions that Swayman has been in before, not in the NHL, but like, you know, I, I've been um, part of teams where, you know, you weren't always the best player, but, you know, you're that young guy. And maybe someday you could be, you know, a, a better player in the team. And like, I know, like looking at Swayman, I hope he doesn't see it as a demotion. Like, I know he started half the games last year and looking at this year, I hope he's like, damn it. Like, you know, I'm playing, I'm playing once every, every week to every twice every seven games like this sucks like uh, like he's still very much the building block of of the back end of the future like he's the goalie of the future yeah. i know they got a couple of the guys down in providence Olmark's playing out of his mind but swayman is still the guy and i think that um i don't know if swayman needs to be reminded of that i don't know if this fandom bruins fans need to be reminded of that but like let's all settle down 24 and 1 Olmark's probably, I mean, Olmark is on a, is on a uh, demolition course to win in the Vesna to getting on a stage this year. So it's all right if Swayman's going to struggle. So that's my yeah. two cents. Yeah. And I agree with all of it. Um, outside of that, that the last game that we'll recap um, the Vegas game. So obviously bees dropped the first home game of the season. Um, still not in regulation. It's extra time. It took a shootout. But they still lost regardless. Um, they came back and they played Vegas a week later. They got the three to one win. Uh, Bergeron had a goal. DeBrusk had a goal, and Coyle had a goal. Olmark again, thirty saves on thirty one shots. <laughs> I, that, just for him to do that consistently is incredible. Um, he's a robot. He's a he's a literal robot in there. <laughs> you know, I was really watching him the other day, and it was against the Abs, and. If you really watch him, his positioning in the net oh, is it's insane. It's unbelievable. He knows it's exactly insane. where he is at all times. And even it's even the little things like his communication with his with his defenseman. And um, Ethan mentioned it in his in his voicemail when he's talking about Swayman that Swayman needs to work in his rebound control, and that's what we saw. Tuka Rask was the master of rebound control for so many years here, and Olmark's ability to uh, to kick saves out to the corner, maybe where one of his defensemen is, or to kind of funnel everything into the corner away from in front of the net is is insane. Like I feel like a lot of the elite goalies in the league. Not so much Vasilevsky, but like, you know, you want to talk about Igor, you want to talk about Soroka, what he's doing in the Islanders. Um, they look very calm and confident, but they also have moments of like, controlled chaos where they're like yes. flying all over the place, like making unbelievable saves. And it feels like you don't really see that from Olmark because he's never in that position. Like he's just always squared up to the puck. He's always, you know, he's not drifting. He's not sliding way out of the net. He's not way out of the crease. He just seems like he's just always like right on it. Like it's like, I don't know. The only way I can explain it is like when you're playing like NA, like NHL and like the Xbox or something. And like, you just like, you might throw 50, you might outshoot the other team 50 to five, but you lost 
three to one because you know the other goalie is just like on god mode that game like that's what it's like a video game when Omar is in net because he's just so sound he just kicks everything out of there and he just like he just never looks rattled and like that is so important for a goalie and he's definitely got that yeah and even when you do see him kind of maybe out of position a little bit and he is trying to make that desperation save He's not flailing around. He'll literally just go post to post real quick, and he's right back into position, and he's ready yeah. to make that save. And ninety nine percent of the time, he makes a save. It's unbelievable. And like we, you know, in our in our earlier episodes, we we talked about Omark because a lot of what we could base our opinion on as a as a Bruins fan is of what he did in Buffalo, right? Because I mean, he was here for like what a full year last year, and you know, you can it's his first year in Boston. It's you know, he's he's splitting games. You know, he had a cloud over his head of his Tuka Rask coming back, or is he not? So I feel like you, last year was almost like a petri dish of you know, is there's some good things, there's some bad things, but you can't really take it as a whole. So you would look on his years in Buffalo. And he was a, a, an, an above average. I wouldn't call him elite when he was in Buffalo, but he was a very good goalie when he was in Buffalo, literally playing behind like stick figures and, and like Barbie dolls. Like they, they sucked. And like for him to put up like, you know, a very respectable stat line while he's in Buffalo, it's a testament of who he is. Cause now you see him here when he's, you know, second year in Boston, Tukarask is gone. He's not coming back. So you don't have to worry about losing your job. You're the very clear number one. Yeah, we got the goalie of the future, but he's only 23, just turned 24. He's currently shit in his pants. And like, like, like this is your team. Like, here's your opportunity. Now run with it. And he's running with it. And I feel like, you know, I think we might've talked about this before. Like, I feel like who Linus Olmark is playing like right now. Like, I feel like this is who he is. I don't think that this start, is a flash in the pan. He's like, isn't he? He's like 16 and one. You can't, yeah. you can't go 16 and one and say, Oh yeah, that's a hot stretch. No, that's 18 games worth of hockey. Like he's a, he's a good goalie. And I think, and I'm hopeful that this is who he is. And this is who we're going to see from Omar moving forward, because guess what? Bruins fans, you got him for a few more years. So it's a very exciting time. Um, you know, they got great one, a one B condom when, uh, t- Oh my God. Great one A one B tandem when uh, <laughs> when uh, when Omar and when Swayman are are on it and right now Omar's on it Swayman's struggling a bit but it's all right twenty four and one whenever you have any doubt about this team at all just remember the record twenty wins four losses one overtime loss but we don't really count that still get a point uh so. The Bruins just scored two goals in 19 22, seconds. 4 and 1. Why do I keep saying 24 and 1? I don't know. But the Bruins, uh, <laughs> we're recording during the Islanders game. The Bruins just scored two goals in 19 seconds. Who scored? Um, Pasta and then DeBrusque. So you just got our live reaction on that one. <laughs> That's amazing. Hang on. Actually, before we continue, I, I want to uh, apologize for saying this entire episode that the Bruins are 24 and 1. They are 22, 4 and 1. That is my mistake. And it sounds like. They might turn, go to 23 4 and 1 tonight. So that's excellent news. Yeah. So, should, um, should we what? I was going to ask if we should, uh, get to our favorite part of the show. Oh, you mean the, um, the ad read for Cano Wellness? The Cano Wellness ad read? Yeah. I think that we should. Um, I, I, have to, I have to, I have I to, I should pull continue it to fill time as you try to fill it, uh, to find the picture. I'm still, you know what I'm still really mad about? What? 
when I had all of those tweets lined up for when the Bruins were supposed to win four to three in overtime and they against Vegas and they lost in a shootout. I just I was just I was just pulling up the ad read and I saw the picture that I sent you of Doctor Strange like casting a spell with my face on it. And I remembered that I was gonna post that when I predicted the final score of the Bruins game, but then I remember that I wasn't able to because they instead of winning, they lost. Oh, which is very frustrating. Did you find it yet? No, not yet. Hang on. I'm sorry. What are you doing? I'm trying to find the ad read, man. You know what I'm a um, huge fan of? What? The video that you post on our something Bruin Twitter account every time that the Bruins win. Oh, the, 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 yeah. Oh, wait. Did you see? Did you see what I tweeted the other day? Of I think it was, <laughs> I think it was yesterday or two days ago, when the Bruins beat. Uh, I think it was when they beat Vegas, and I tweeted at the, yeah, I tweeted at, at the Golden Knights Twitter account the picture that I I always tweet back at every team that the Bruins win of the of the the, the Pooh Bear with the red eyes saying you just got pooed on. Yeah, yeah. And then this guy tweeted back at me, Chad. Chad Wilk said blocked troll and I clicked in his account and he blocked me. <laughs> Did he actually? Yeah, he actually blocked me. He didn't say anything else other than blocked troll. It's too bad. People I was gonna ask so him to hop proud. gonna ask him to hop on the show. Yeah, are, are you are you like digging through a box or something? What do you how where is it? I can't find it, man. Do you want me to just read it? You only have the second half, right? Yeah. Something's Bruins listeners. Um, we are brought to you in part with the Canon Wellness Company. Mel, let's talk about each product. <laughs> Get a boost is the first one. And it gives you the ability to skip the coffee and sugary snacks and energize the healthy way. Use daily before you work out, when studying for an exam, and other times you need increased clarity, stamina, and concentration. Canamen provides the after-party liver support and works fast to relieve hangovers in the morning after drinking. This unique oral spray supplement is blended with 11 vegan vitamins and herbal extracts to replenish your body to combat headaches, sickness, and lack of energy. Canafresh reduces stress and gives your body an immune system boost. Whether you're nervous before a presentation or need to calm down after a hectic day, the 11 natural and vegan ingredients in Canafresh take the edge off without making you drowsy or unmotivated. Canasleep is an all-natural and vegan sleep aid and is convenient and fast-absorbing. No mixing beverages, no waiting for gummies to kick in, just spray, roll over, and snooze. Control your dosage on how much sleep you need. If you want to try these amazing Canna Wellness all-natural oral sprays, please go to CannaWellness.com. That is C-A-N-I-Wellness. And use our promo code BNG25. That is B-N-G-25 to get 25% off everything on the CannaWellness.com website. We thank Canna Wellness for sponsoring this episode. This, that. We thank Canna Wellness for sponsoring this weekly episode of our Boston Bruins-related podcast. Sully. Back to you. I apologize. I cannot find it. That no, is good unbelievable. Job. Good job on the second half of that. Um, Thanks. Sorry, everybody, but, <laughs> but <laughs> hey, we can jump right into the DMs now. Um, Let's go. You want to start it off? You want to pick one? I'd love to. So our first DM question is from Melinda, who we always appreciate the questions that we get. And this one was a little extra special because instead of typing her message, Melinda decided to send us a video 
of her message, Ooh. which was fantastic. And she is standing, it looks like, on the coast. You can see the waves behind her and some rocks. Beautiful scenery. And she's wearing her Bruins beanie. So this is Melinda. Her Twitter is at Melinda underscore paints. And this is her question. Um, tonight, it's going to be close. I looked at the standings and like Islanders in the Metropolitan Division are um, second place. And in the Atlantic Division, we're like fourth place. They have 110 points and we have 107 points. And we have 51 wins and they have 52 wins so it's not going to be easy um my question is do you think that um monty monty moose i call him monty moose is going to change up the lines a bit to shake things up and also this is a two-part question do you guys have a p.o box set up for fan mail i want to send you something um oh fan mail fan mail okay First part of the question, is she talking about, like, predictions? Like, is that where they're expected to finish? Because the Bruins are currently, the, they're the best record of the league. Fourth of the Atlantic? It seems like maybe the beginning of our video got got cut off. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. What did you, what did you think? <sighs> In terms of, are the Bruins going to shake anything up with line changes? I don't I think don't so. I mean, Krejci's so. still hurt. He's missing his second game in a row. So I'd like to see Monty keep uh, Zaka at that second center line. He looked yeah. really good at that. I was going to say, he looked great. That assist he that good. he had, I tweeted back. No, he looked great. Yeah. That assist yeah. that he had, uh, I think Ty Anderson tweeted a video of it. I tweeted back. It was very Krejci-esque. You could see that he's a fellow Czech running mate. I thought he looked very good at that second line center. He was making plays happen, and he was dishing out some assists, of course, coming up with that nice saucer pass to the crease for the goal. Um, I don't think they're going to shake anything up too much. I mean, barring injuries, I think if this Bruins team is healthy, um, I don't think you have a reason to make any huge changes. I mean, unless you make trades or whatever, which probably will happen at some point because they're still going to make some room. But I think your top six is set, right? I think your top line, when healthy, Marshan. Bergeron, DeBrusque. Your second line is Pasta, Krejci, and Taylor Hall. And I think that might be like one of the best one-two combos in the league right now. So I wouldn't want to mess it up at all. Third line, Charlie Coyle is the best third line center in the league. And your bottom six yes. has been buzzing. So I wouldn't I wouldn't switch it up too much, uh, you know, barring an injury or a trade. And you're, you know, you're your defensive core when healthy is among the best in the league. So um, I still am preaching that I would like the Bruins to add a, a stay-at-home defenseman at the trade deadline. Um, I know those are few and far to come by, so we'll see if they can do it. But, you know, I don't. they don't need to make a big move because they have the best record in the league. They score the most goals. They have the best goal differential, and they have the best goal in the league. So, like, what? Do you, like, who do you get? You know. Yeah. So, what are you looking for? <laughs> like, yeah, what are you so, looking? What do you want to add? I think that uh, that Monty Moose is going to keep doing what's working, and I think that uh, these four lines, these combinations of players he's been rolling with, and these six defensemen and two goalies is what he's got, and he's got twenty-two wins out of them. So, I'm happy with the way they're playing right now. Yeah, I mean, I agree with all of that. Um... I don't think you shake it up too much. You know, don't, don't, um, what's the saying? Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it's rolling right now, tinker with it as little as possible. 
Only take her with it if you have to. AKA yeah. what we have to do with Pavel Zaka right now. Which, by the way, what a move by Sweeney. Because you know probably going into the season, you got a, an aging Bergeron. You've got David Krejci coming back from Czech Republic. Um, not really knowing how he is health-wise. You you probably know a decent amount, obviously, because you wouldn't have signed him if you didn't. <laughs> but but even at the same time, they're they're two older guys. They're gonna get hurt. They're gonna need maintenance days more than other guys. Bring in this guy, this young guy, Pavel Zaka, who can play center, he can play wing. He's very versatile. And look, Krejci missed the last two games, and who steps in? It's Pavel Zaka, and and he has not missed a step. So, uh yeah, don't take her with it if you don't have to. And guess what? Zaka's check. He fits yeah. in with this, uh, you know, the, the the Bruins have the entire city of Boston and all of New England behind them, and they also got the entire country of the Czech Republic rooting for him. So I think that makes <laughs> <Yeah>. the Bruins <laughs> uh, first in the league in terms of fan base. They got to have the biggest fan base in the league, right? I mean, I mean we, have whole, we have a they whole country behind country. us. Exa- yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and Melinda's second question about our P.O. box we do not have one set up. Um, I don't know. Could we? If you want, to I don't even something. know how does if like how does that how do you even do that? I should know this. But just just have them send it to the Marlboro to the yes. our post office and you'll get ready? it. <laughs> ready, ready, Melinda. Twenty Florence Street, Marlboro, Mass. Address it to Mike Sullivan, and I will get my hands right on that. Oh, baby. This <laughs> is you. also an excellent time to plug the phone number that I mentioned before. So as you heard earlier, Ethan left us a splendid voicemail uh, protecting and, and guarding, defending the wall of goalies. Um, if you would like to do what Ethan did in the Call of show to leave a voicemail, we will play it live on our episode and we will do our best to answer it. Um, if you would like to call in, Get out a pen and paper because here's the number. We'll also tweet it out. It'll probably be in our Twitter bio, but you know you can be among the first to call if you're listening to this as soon as it drops, and you can give us a call. The number is 508-263-0854. That is the official phone number for the Something's Brewing podcast, voicemail, chirp line, mailbox, whatever you want to call it. Give us a call. Leave a voicemail. And we'll do our best to answer it on the episode. Um, okay. Our next question is from ELO Classic Rock Psychedelic NHL at Ben Mitchner. I want to read his Twitter bio. Oh, yeah. ELO in 60s/slash 70s rock. Hockey's humble servant. Vote blue, women's rights, animal rights, no more penalty boxes. Ray Davis, super fan, he him, queer my own bag, be kind. Can I say one thing? Yeah. ELO is one of the most underrated rock bands of all time. What is ELO? Oh, um Electric Light Orchestra. They're they so play? dude, they're so they're so good. What do they play? Um let me I'm <laughs> really intrigued. Um Are they better than the Trans Siberian Orchestra? Yeah, far much far better. Uh, I'll play a snippet. Fight. I'll play that's a snippet. Fighting ready, words. Ready? Let me get to the chorus really quick. Hell yeah. All right. So that was one of them. Uh, Don't bring me down. Oh, I know this song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. Blue Sky. Um, 
when oh, I was telephone a boy. line. I've heard this before. Wait, yeah, uh, unbelievable band. So shout out to Ben because unreal. Yes, uh, I'll play the chorus of that later. But anyways, he said, "I'm glad it's game day. Who is gonna be in net? I'm afraid I just don't have much faith in Swayman." I re- uh oh. I think Mel's gone. We lost Mel. Mel's calling in on the phone. My house just lost power. His house just lost power. All right, all right. Um, wait, 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 wait. Put me up to the, put me up to the microphone. Yep, you're right here. All right, people, we're going to get this done. All right, everybody. I don't know if you just heard, but I was in the middle of talking and my house lost power. So we continue on. ELO Classic Rock Psychedelic NHL said, I'm glad it's game day. Who is going to be in net? I'm afraid I just don't have much faith in Swayman. A really good kid, but just not ready for this level yet. Um, Well, the game's on right now, but lucky for you, I have not looked at my screen yet, so I don't know who's in net, but I'm going to take a guess that Omar is starting. Yes. All right. Okay, so Omar is starting. Don't have much faith in Swayman. I can understand why, especially as of late, he hasn't been exactly great, but we already discovered why uh, you should have faith in Swayman because he's your goalie of the future moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I think you you got to have faith in Swayman. You, you, we talked about it earlier. You can't just kind of um, throw him to the wolves. You have to trust this guy. He He's going to be fine. Um, let him develop. Let him play through this. Let him develop, and he's going to reach his potential. You just have to be patient. Like we said earlier, he's a 24-year-old kid, literally a kid. He's younger than me. Um and you need to let him play through these rough patches. It's it's not a video game. It's not a perfect um you know situation. You have to play through this time of adversity. Let him go through adversity, let him learn what it's like to play through that and then get back into form into the player that he is. I agree. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how I'm going to do the, <laughs> gonna do the rest of the show. I have power <laughs> in my house. All the lights are off. I'm sitting in the dark. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll try to wrap this one up quick then. Um, I'll just go through, I'll go through this last DM question and then we'll probably wrap it up because this probably isn't very enjoyable for people to listen to right now, but <laughs> but we're going to, we're trying our best. Um, we're doing what we can with, with, um, I mean, just like Swayman, we're dealing with some adversity right now, but we're trucking through. So, all right, actually we have two last, two last questions and then we're good. So, this question comes in from Alex Cronin. He said, who would you want to, what Bruins player would you want to be with the most when getting pulled over in a car? Oh, um, definitely not pasta or Martian. <laughs> I feel like, uh, you know, a bit of a lame answer. I feel like Patrice Bergeron would be the best. I feel like his face is recognizable enough where the cop would be like, Oh my God, you're Patrice Bergeron. I can't, I can't issue you a citation. I can't give you a ticket. <laughs> and I feel like if they do, Bergeron will just sweet talk his way out of it. Hey, listen, man, you know, I've, I won five Celtics and uh, I've been to a couple cups. I got a big ring on my finger. I think you should let us go. I feel like if I was to be pulled over, 
I would have full confidence that I would get out of that ticket if I was sitting next to Patrice Bergeron. I'm going to go off the board a little bit. And I'm going to say Linus Allmark. I feel like he can talk. Yeah. I feel like he can talk his way out of that situation. Um, and, and stop all of the police officers ah. best efforts to give me a ticket. He can, uh, he's stopping pucks. And he's also stopping some charges. <laughs> yeah. He's the guy that you want to be with. Um, uh. So, all right. So this last DM question comes in from Lauren. Um, you can follow her on Twitter at Big Bruins Energy. Um, she asked, is Derek Forbert a sativa or indica? Oh my God. I, <laughs> I already know. I know my answer. He's a Darla. He's a Darla. No, but talking about Darla and Forbert, I feel like they're both indica. Because indica makes you tired. It makes you sleepy. I feel like he's not the most energetic guy. Like, I feel like he's more laid back and kind of just chill out. Like, and I feel like that fits him very well. I think that they're both, uh, they're both can of wellness. Can of wellness. Oh, what an answer. <laughs> what an answer. Wait, wait, wait. So what spray is he then? Um, oh man, that's a good question. Right. That's, uh, Hang on, I gotta go back and look at him again. Damn, damn, uh, I, I wish you weren't on the phone right now. <laughs> believe me, I wish I wasn't too. <laughs> um, I think, let's see, can of boost, can of mend, can of fresh, and can of sleep. Well, I, I wouldn't say that he uses can of sleep because if you've ever looked at his eye bags, I would say that he doesn't get enough sleep. <laughs> he doesn't use can of sleep. So I would say uh, I think that he'll need some can of mend if the Bruins go all the way and win the cup this year because he's going to need mm. some after-party liver support. So I'm going to say that every, <laughs> every game before he takes the ice, uh, please get out. My dad just walked in my room. I would say that um, every game before he takes the ice, he takes some can of boost. Yep. It gives him the ability to skip the coffee and sugary snacks and he energizes the healthy way. Absolutely. He definitely does, especially with all the block shots that he has. So, Hell yeah. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this one up a little bit short. Hopefully, you guys could still hear Mel pretty well. I know it's probably going to be a little scratchy, but... Um, you know, unforeseen circumstances. Some some guy probably crashed into like the, the light pole and just knocked. I just lost power a couple weeks ago, and I... I was here. I was here home alone. My parents were on the Cape, and I was. I think I was actually playing Call of Duty, and I lost power, and I was freaking beside myself because I was like, "What do I do now? I feel like I'm in the freaking olden times." So I just sat on the floor and watched TikToks. I think until my power came back. <laughs> maybe, I'll go, maybe I'll go do that now. <laughs> I think you're gonna have to. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, as always, I want to remind everybody that we are in partnership with the Black and Gold Productions LLC. You can follow them on Twitter at BNG Productions. You can follow myself on Twitter at underscore Mike Sullivan. And you can follow Nick, who unfortunately is not on the video anymore. He's on the phone. But you can follow him on Twitter. Follow him on Twitter at Nick Melanson underscore. And um as always, thank you guys for listening and please continue to send us DMs. Uh, it's the best. It's awesome. It's the best part of the show. Leave us voicemails now. Yeah, Nick, you want to repeat that phone number really quick? I sure can. You can give us a call uh, at 508-263-0854. You can ask us anything. Um, 
please try to not have your voicemail be too long. Otherwise, it takes up a good chunk of time. But ask anything. It could be a Bruins question, a question about life, a, I don't know, a question about why pickles belong on chicken sandwiches. It could be anything <laughs> like that. And we'll take our time and we'll try to answer it on the, on the podcast. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, as always, none, none of this is possible without you guys listening and um, tuning in with us every week. So thank you very, very much for that. Um, but yeah, with that being said, follow our Twitter account at Bruin something, no G at the end, and we will see you guys next week for episode 21. What you sipping on? They're called um, Lagunitas India Pale Ale IPA. I've had those. Have you? I'm a I'm a big time IPA guy. Yeah, they're pretty good. I have a hard right. time finding an IPA I haven't tried. <laughs> Let's make our own. Really? I have my own beer I made in my fridge. Yeah, I remember you broke that out like the first time. It tastes like shit, dude. <laughs> All right, here we go. Now look at me. Now look at hey, look at us. Look at this us. Is a, this is a white Lambrusco. Mm. It sounds good. Tastes like like um, spicy apple juice. Ooh, interesting. Like apple juice, but it'll 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 stump it'll step on your toes. You know, uh, <laughs> it'll give you a nice little kick in the ass. Yeah, it'll wake you up. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ready. Ready?